If you're a health entrepreneur, coach, or practitioner that wants to turn your expertise into a high six or seven figure virtual business with less stress, so you can impact more people at a deeper level while making more money and enjoying a greater quality of life in the process, then the Health Printer Podcast is for you. I'm your host, Uriel Kame. I'm a former pro athlete, leading health expert, New York Times bestselling author, and the founder of Healthpreneur, where I help experts just like you create and fill high-end virtual coaching programs that create dream come true results for your clients. Now, for a free and in-depth training on how to do just that without manual prospecting, one-on-one coaching, or having to spend years building your online following, head on over to healthpreneurgroup.com forward slash training and jump on to our seven-figure health business blueprint training today. And now, let's get to today's episode. Hey, hey, guys, what's up? Yuri here. Welcome back to the show. Hope you're having a great day. Hope your weekend was awesome. And today we are going to be talking about leadership. We're going to be sharing or revealing five truths about great leaders, five things that great leaders have in common. And, you know, whether you want to look back in the history books to people like Winston Churchill or, you know, whoever your leader idols are, I think you'll find some really common themes in what I'm about to share with you. So if you're okay with it, let's jump right into this. So the first traits of a great leader is that they create other leaders, not followers. Now, if you look at different leaders over history, Mussolini, Hitler, a lot of these dictators, what they tend to have developed, at least it seems like this from the outside, is they develop a lot of followers, right? They develop a lot of people who are obedient, who don't ask questions, who just get stuff done. And when, if that's the type of leadership that, you know, one is employing, the problem with that is number one, it doesn't really empower people. It, I think it's, it's a fear-based approach to leadership, which is saying it's, you know, you're doing it this way or you're dead more or less. And I think in today's day and age in business, you know, it doesn't really help you if you are the sole dictator of your business. Like, yes, it's important to delegate things and outsource things, but you also want to be able to lift people up within your organization. And if your organization is only five people or two people, that's totally fine. My one of the things that I've recognized over the years that I really enjoy doing is building teams. And this goes back to my days in soccer when I was playing at the University of Toronto and actually even prior to that with a lot of my club teams. And subsequently, with um, at the pro level, I was very often the captain of my team, and I think part of that was because I just I was a goalie. So naturally, goalies have a bit more perspective of what's happening. They have a bit more of a leadership position, and they can direct everyone. But what I really enjoyed doing was elevating other people and bringing them towards a common cause, and 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 saying, "Hey guys, we're doing this together." It's about us. It's not about me. It's about us. And we have this common goal and we're going to make this happen. And that's a really great feeling that I've been able to kind of transfer into business. Like I'm super grateful for my team with Healthpreneur. We've got some of the best coaches on the planet helping our clients with their mindset, keeping them on track, helping them overcome different obstacles and self-doubt, you know, whether it's from a copywriting side or Facebook advertising side or the mindset side, like I'm super blessed that I have these amazing people on our team because what that allows me to do is that it gives me freedom to not have to do everything myself, 
So if you want freedom in your life, you have to develop other leaders around you who are in some ways better at you than certain things. And as a result, they're going to free up your life to do the things that you love to do most in your business. Or if you want to take a trip for a little bit, you can do that and the business doesn't dissolve. So it's important to build other leaders. The second trait or truth of awesome leaders is that they focus on the what and the why, not the how. We talked about this in one of the previous solo rounds where I talked about it's important not to get stuck in the weeds. It's important not to spend a lot of your thinking in the minutia because that level of thinking, most of us, and maybe you're the same as me, we're very kind of airy, visionary, creative thinkers. We don't like to think about the details. We're very high level thinking and we just like to get stuff going. So as soon as you're so as soon as we start thinking about the granular details, it drains our energy. And so that's why it's important to focus on what you want and why that's important. The how is ideally for somebody else to figure out. And that's why it's important to create other leaders. So if you want to say, okay, listen, like I want to focus on, okay, so for instance, I'll give you an example. So I want to grow my Instagram following to 100,000 people within the next five months. Now, that's a very ambitious goal. Most people don't even do that over the space of three years. So I don't know how to do that. I really don't. I have no clue. Um, so there's a couple things I can do. I can try to figure it out on my own. And that's where I would say, how do I do this? Or I can focus on the what, which is that goal. I can focus on why it's important to me and the business and not, and just so we're clear, it has nothing to do with me looking cool because I've got a hundred thousand followers. There's some very specific reasons that that's important for our business. So instead of me looking at, okay, how do I make this happen? It would make a lot more sense for me to find other people who've done that and then ask them how they've done it. And if it's something that is a system, a systemizable, predictable process type of thing, I could hand that off to someone else or maybe I'll hire someone to help us out with that. Okay, so that's important as a leader is to focus on the what and the why, not to get stuck in the how. Now, the how is important, right? Like you still have to have a process, a strategy in place, but you should not be the one trying to figure this out on your own. You should not be the one kind of paving your own way. It takes a very, very long time. So that's the second thing. Third is great leaders are stubborn on vision, flexible on strategy. So let me give you a great example. Um, with Healthpreneur, when we first started, it was three years ago now. So we started Healthpreneur and that actually, so we actually started four years ago, but not really officially. So that, this is kind of how it started. I started Healthpreneur as a really kind of behind the scene, underground newsletter, paid newsletter. And I basically sent my email list. Um, I, I think I think it was like I sent my email list to like a special offer for like try a free month of this newsletter out. And I was writing newsletters every month. And it was like $67 a month. I think we had maybe about 100 or so subscribers. And it was a physical newsletter that was sent to your front door. So I did that and I did that. And I was basically divulging stuff we're doing in the business. And like, you know, here's, here's our YouTube strategy. Here's this, here's that. And then I did that for nine months. And I realized I hated writing newsletters. I was like, my God, if I have to do this again, game over. I'm not doing this. So I shut that down. I said, you know, at the 100 subscribers, I'm like, hey, guys, sorry. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not enjoying this. I'm going to shut it down. So a year later, we resurrected Healthpreneur more officially. And this time started teaching what had really worked 
in some, in some, obviously in some large way for my health and fitness business, which was very heavily based around content marketing. And so we did a couple workshops and we, you know, we had the whole like lead magnet, $5 offer, tripwire funnels and all that stuff. And then I very quickly realized two things. Number one is that our clients were taking forever to see results from that because say, hey, you have zero following. Let's build a content platform. We'll see you in five years, right? That's pretty much what, you know, what it was. Second is that we were, we had like all sorts of convoluted funnels, like lead magnets and like $5 things and like 49, I don't even know. Like it was like, what are we doing this for? Like, it's just such a waste. You know, we're getting customer service emails like, hey, I didn't get my download for this $5 product. And I was like, screw this. This is ridiculous. So this is an example of being flexible on strategy. I was stubborn on the vision. Like I knew what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to help a lot of health entrepreneurs, wanted to help them build build more successful businesses. But then I, I just said, hey, why don't we just, why don't we teach one core workshop instead of having like, you know, different workshops and different strategies? Why don't we just do what we're doing to build healthpreneur? which is exactly what we teach our clients now how to do in our health business accelerator workshop. So that's what we pivoted towards, you know, or two, you know, close to two years ago now. And that's all we do. We got rid of all the lead magnets, all the stupid funnels, all that garbage. That's why on our website, there's nothing, there's no lead magnets. There's no books. Like we had a book that we ran for a bit of free plus shipping offer, but I was like, even with that, I'm like, what's the point? So there's nothing we got rid of everything. And what that's allowed us to do is just focus so much more on what actually matters, which is getting our clients results. And so we've got, you know, two offers. We've got our workshop and our mastermind, and that's it. <laughs> and then we have our live events, Health Burner Live. It's such a simple business. I love it. It's awesome. So the vision didn't change, but the strategy did. The strategy can change based on a change of heart, like, hey, I don't think this is really the right strategy for us philosophically. Or the strategy can change based on changes in the market, new technology, new different, you know, disruptions, stuff like that. Okay. So I think the challenge becomes when you're stubborn on vision and, or not even stubborn on vision like, you could, you can change your vision, but you're stubborn on strategy. I think that becomes dangerous because you become too enamored with what you're doing, but if it's working well, that's great. But if it's not working, and you're stubborn on like, nope, I got to do these, these free challenges. They're doing great. Or I've got like, I've got this book. I got to get it out there. And the strategy's not working. You have to have a long or a short look in the mirror and be very honest with yourself. Am I enjoying what I'm doing? Is this bringing me joy? Is this bringing me money? Is this bringing me the fulfillment, the results that I want? If the answer is no, you have to change your strategy. Okay. So that's the third thing. Number four is that great leaders are decisive. This is a big one. If you want to be a more authoritative person, a better leader, whether it's your family, your business, anything, make decisions more decisively. Now, I don't necessarily mean make them faster because there is a lot of research to slow thinking, which means that sometimes there is benefit in terms of the long-term benefit of taking a little bit more time to think through something. Now, we have to be very cautious of that. That doesn't mean take months to think through something. That might mean take a day or a couple hours to really spend some time thinking through pros and cons, whatever you want to do. And some people like myself are very impulsive. Like It's like you just feel that this is the right thing to do and you just make the decision. Because the worst decision is not making a decision. Procrastinating. Because you have to think about what is the opportunity cost of not doing this. If I'm not making this decision, 
because I'm, I'm delaying some type of pain or something, there's an opportunity cost or there's something that's going to cost you from just not moving forward. So you have to be decisive and decision comes from the Latin word decevere, which means to cut off all other choices or options. Decevere or decedere, one of the two, I don't even know. I, don't, I didn't take Latin, but it comes from the Latin derivative, which basically means, to, again, as, as I said, cut off all other options. So being decisive is like, this is what I'm doing. No other choice, okay? Great leaders have that ability. Number five is great leaders lead without title. You don't need to be called a CEO to be a leader. You don't have to have attended a leadership conference to be a great leader. There are so many examples, and I wish I you know, could bring them to you on this, this show, uh, but I guess I forgot to research this part of it. There are so many great examples, I think, in everyday life of people, whether they're young, old, um, you know, unemployed, employed, doesn't matter, where they're showing up as great leaders just because of that's who they've become. I don't think leaders are born. I think it's something that we develop over time. I don't think I was a natural leader. Um, I'm probably more of an introvert than anything else. But I do over time have realized that in order to do the things I want to do and, and create the impact I want to create, it's going to take leading people on a common path to a bigger goal. So I've always, and this is the other thing too, I've never, very rarely do I, I refer to I, like in my business, I'm always talking about we, and people are like, who's the we? Like, what are you talking about? And that's just the way I operate. I'm like, I, it's never about, you know, me and I, it's like, I've, I've done this or whatever. Even in our Facebook ads, I just recognize this. I'm like, I use the word we instead of me a lot of times, which is, which is weird. So actually a funny, a funny way of thinking about this. Do you ever go to a restaurant and you're, and the waiter's like, can I tell you the specials for the day? And this drives me crazy because this is like, what are you talking about? And then they go off to say, all right, so our specials tonight, I've got a split pea soup. I've also got a rack of lamb from New Zealand garnished in a beautiful mint sauce. I'm like, you have that? Really? You're the waiter serving the dish. You're not even making it. Why wouldn't you just use the word we? I never understood why they, and it's like every single restaurant I've ever been to, it's the same thing. I have this. This is almost, it's almost like a, an industry norm. Anyways, a little bit off topic. So you don't have to be the head of the organization to lead. Lead your division. Lead your life. If you're in a job, be the best leader you can be for your clients or the people you serve. If you're a trainer or a coach or a practitioner, lead your clients, right? Be a better leader. Show up for them. Be decisive, right? Show them the possibilities. Show them hope. Inspire them. Empower them. Build them up. Make them better leaders of their own lives. And that's what this is so great about the health you know, industry is that naturally, I believe we, if we're doing things properly, are making our clients better leaders of their own life. We're showing them how to eat properly, how to exercise properly, the value of living a healthy lifestyle. They then take this and live this. They lead by example. Their family now sees that and their family now benefits from that leadership. So that's why leading without a title is so important because every single one of us can and should be a leader in some capacity. At the very minimum, leading our own life, 
leading our families, leading our businesses, leading our countries, whatever that is, right? So those are the five common traits of great leaders. There's obviously many, many others, but those are five things that I think you can really take in and apply to your own life. So let me just recap those. Number one, great leaders create other leaders, not followers. Number two, they focus on what and the why, not the how. Number three is they're stubborn on vision, flexible on strategy. Number four is they're decisive. And number five, they lead without title. Make sense? Awesome. Now, if you've enjoyed this, here's what I want you to do. Number one, subscribe to the Healthpreneur Podcast on iTunes. We've got tons more amazing episodes, interviews, solo rounds, um, sessions with our results coaches. We're talking about mindset stuff every Wednesday now. Lots of great stuff coming your way. So you can subscribe on iTunes. Second is if you'd like our help to move your health business forward so you can earn the income and the freedom that you want while really impacting your clients at a deeper level, then I'd like you right now, if you haven't already, is to go through our seven-figure health business blueprint training. It's a free online webinar. It's about 70 minutes. I promise you it'll be some of the best time you've spent on your business in terms of the insights about what not to do, what you probably should be doing instead. And then if you want our help, we can jump on the phone and discuss you know, how we can help you move your business to the next level. So you can attend that for free over at healthpreneurgroup.com forward slash training. And uh, do that now. Do that now if you're sick and tired of not being where you want to be. And uh, let's make it happen, okay? So thanks again for tuning in. Continue to go out there, be great, do great, and I look forward to seeing you in our next episode.